Hello, I'm Pastor Daniel Flukey from St. Peter Lutheran Church in Green, Iowa. Today is Sunday, March 27th, the fourth Sunday in the season of Lent. Thank you for joining me for this message and scripture video today, and I pray that you'll find this message and these scripture readings to inspire you and encourage you in your walk of faith. Before we get started, I want to invite you on Wednesday to come to in-person Lenten worship. It's our turn this week to host. So I hope you'll join us here at St. Peter at 5.30 for supper. Luther League will be providing made-right loose meat sandwiches and bars uh, to support their summer trip to Pennsylvania. And then worship service for Lent is at 6.15 on Wednesday night. Now, I invite you to prepare your hearts to hear God's word. Our first reading is from 1 Corinthians, I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians, chapter 5, verses 16 through 21. Paul writes, from, from now on, therefore, we regard no one from a human point of view. Even though we once knew Christ from a human point of view, we know him no longer in that way. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation, that is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting the message of reconciliation to us. So we are ambassadors for Christ. Since God is making his appeal through us, we entreat you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And today's gospel reading is found in Luke chapter 15. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to Jesus. And the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. Then Jesus said, There was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the property that will belong to me. So he divided his property between them. A few days later, the younger son gathered all he had and traveled to a distant country, and there he squandered his property in dissolute living. When he had spent everything, a severe famine took place in that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him to his fields to feed the pigs. He would gladly have filled himself with the pods that the pigs were eating, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired hands have bread enough and to spare? But here I am dying of hunger. I will get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands." So he set off and went to his father. But while he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. Then the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, Quickly bring out a robe, the best one, and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. And get the fatted calf and kill it. Let us eat and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. 
Now his elder son was in the field, and when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of the slaves and asked what was going on. He replied, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fatted calf because he has got him back safe and sound. Then he became angry and refused to go in. His father came out and began to plead with him, but he answered his father, Listen, for all these years I have been working like a slave for you, and I have never disobeyed your command. Yet you have never given me even a young goat so that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours comes back, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. Then his father said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice because this brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He was lost and has been found. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. I will share with you a little bit of my own reflection a bit later, but for most of the sermon time today, I want to share with you a reflection on this story by Chad Bird. He's the scholar in residence at 1517. Sort of a parable on a parable. So this is titled, When the Prodigal Son Relapses. Almost five years to the day after he returned home the first time, the prodigal son emptied his bank account, packed a few changes of clothes, and snuck off for the faraway country. Again. The first year back, he was just glad to be home. He licked his wounds and worked on the strained relationships with his family and community. The second year was toughest. He still couldn't get the taste of the pig slob out of his mouth, not to mention the shame that chewed away at his soul. The third year, things leveled out a little. He started feeling more at home, back in sync with his former life. The fourth year, certain things began to irk him. The, th the same things that had irked him before he left the first time. His old itches longed to be scratched. And the fifth year... It happened. All the former allurements came knocking, wrapping their knuckles on his heart's front door. More than the shameful hell of feeding pigs, he could taste the sensual paradise of feasting on felicity. More than the raw guilt of hurting others, he could recall the intoxicating thrill of others pleasuring him. Come, join the murder, the black ravens of his heart cried. Come, join it again, old friend. And so he did. The prodigal relapsed re-sinned, re-destroyed his life. You know him or her. Maybe it's your brother or sister. Maybe it's your best friend. Maybe it's your child. Or maybe it's you. The thing you swore you would never do again, you did it last night. You fell off the wagon. You left the straight and the narrow. You opened your heart to the wrapping knuckles of former pleasures that once destroyed you. Prodigals have a way of finding themselves right back in the pigsty. I know I did. I remember when I did. The music has faded into the night. The fair-weather friends have all ditched you. The temporary euphoria of so-called freedom has been replaced by the iron shackles of shame. As you stare into the shadowed eyes of the nearest muddy, stinking pig, what do you see? You see your face. You see your soul. You see and know what you've become. Again. In that moment, on the plains of your heart, two armies line up in verbal array. Heaven and hell contend within you. Hell shouts, 
Now you've gone and done it, you stupid piece of garbage. Listen, can you hear your older brother scoffing as he tells all his friends that he knew, he just knew you'd go and do it again? Can you hear the servants making you the butt of their jokes? Can you hear the congregation whispering, Oh, I suspected he wasn't truly and sincerely repentant the first time. You're a lost, lonely, hopeless cause. You're not even human. You're a pig, and that's all he'll ever be. So hell spits. So hell accuses. But there is another voice, not shouting, but whispering on the plains of your heart. It's the voice of heaven, the familiar lilt of a parent's voice, echoing down the long hallways of hope through your ears, down to the deepest, darkest caverns of your pain. He doesn't accuse. He does not berate. He only mouths two simple words, in which are compressed the full expanse of heaven's redemptive love. Come home. Come home, my son. Come home, my daughter. Come with your hands still clutching the bucket of slop. I don't care. Come with your mouth still sticky with the lipstick of licentiousness. I don't care. Come with your breath reeking of gallons upon gallons of liquor. I don't care. Come with your whole body slathered in pigsty mud. I don't care. All I care about is you. You are all that matters. Come home. Come home a second time, a third time, a thousandth time. The father will not stay on the porch, arms crossed over his chest, and stare down at you as you come crawling on your knees to beg for mercy. The father will not serve you tasteless leftovers and make you sleep in the doghouse. The second time, the third time, the millionth time, he will sprint like a madman to meet you down the street, throw his arms around you, kiss you, command that the fatted calf be barbecued and the keg tapped. Second and third repentances are not met with half-hearted parties in the father's house. He goes all out every time his sons and daughters come home from the faraway country. Come home. The front door is unlocked. The calf is fattened. The father is standing on the porch, his hand shading the sun from his eyes, scanning the horizon for the familiar image of the one who is and will, who will ever remain his precious Beloved child, come home. Last weekend, you might remember, I talked about how the theme of Lent is the call, Return to the Lord your God, who is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Return to the Lord your God. Come home. Repent. Turn off the path you're on, the path that leads only to death, and turn toward the God who created you, who redeems you, the God who loves you. I don't have much to add to that reflection on the prodigal son story. I hope you got something out of it. I know it was powerful for me, I thought. But I do want to remind you this morning of the words Paul wrote to the church in Corinth that I read earlier. If anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. God's work is to make things new. God's business is renewal, second chances, forgiveness, and reconciliation. God does not look at our sins, our shortcomings, our mistakes, and give up on us. That's a human thing to do. That's not God. No, God looks at us in love as beloved children. And God does whatever is necessary to reconcile us to our Creator, to our Heavenly Father. 
there's a great saying, I don't know who came up with it, but it's a great saying, that the devil knows your name and calls you by your sin. God knows your sin and calls you by your name. The labels and the identities of this world, the human point of view, are wiped away and God calls you by your name, beloved. In Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting the message of reconciliation to us. God calls us to join in the work of forgiveness, the work of renewing the world. This is our mission. God calls you and me to be ambassadors for Christ, witnesses to the grace and forgiveness illustrated in this prodigal son story, the grace and forgiveness shown in Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. We are sent out, sent out from this place, from wherever you are, to share the good news with others, to testify to the love that we have found, the love with which we have been loved, and to share the invitation. There is a place of love to come home to. There is a loving parent waiting with open arms to welcome you, to receive you. The old has gone and the new has come. Return to the Lord your God. Come home. Amen. Well, again, thank you for joining me. I hope that that was meaningful for you. If you'd like to donate to support our ministry here at St. Peter, we'd really appreciate it. You can do so online at stpetergreen.com giving or drop off a offering, an offering check at the church office or mail it to the church address. Also, I want to mention if you ordered a take-and-bake pan of spaghetti, please remember to come pick it up. Uh, we'll be ready with it, hopefully, at church this afternoon between 4 and 5.30. And finally, we have managed to secure another date for church directory photos. So if you were not able to get your picture taken in February, for whatever reason, the photographer will be back here on Wednesday, April 27. So please call the church office to sign up. Now receive the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you with grace and mercy. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.